Welcome to 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Eric Patterson. What up, Epat? Not too much, Rick. Uh, last last leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Looking forward to it. Uh, the long season has come to an end, and uh, you know we were just speaking about how they've released a new super season starts next week. So no no rest for the wicked here. If you think this season was long, wait until next season. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yes, it is Tour Championship Week, uh, which means we are down to the top 30 players in the FedEx Cup standings. We'll talk all about that. I feel like we have to talk about the BMW Championship just a little bit. At least, I don't know, DJ on 18 and then the playoff because uh, for them to be like, maybe there's just been a recency bias, but the fact that, you know, DJ hits a putt I don't know how far it was, 30-something feet, maybe longer, on 18 to force a playoff. Then Rom drops a 66-footer on him in the playoff. Uh, this is what Morikawa and, and JT did to each other at, at work day. Like, these guys, I mean, what's the old saying? These guys are good? <laughs> yeah, they made it look extremely easy. This is, uh, it goes, yeah, it goes back to work day because as a headline writer, as an alert writer, these are, this is not what you want. This is, no. we... I personally, for like my, the, my stress level late on Sunday, I want what DJ did at TPC Boston. You can write the headline early Sunday. You just got to tweak the numbers a little bit. But I, so I wrote out the ROM headline. Then DJ stops up, drops a bomb. Then I got to fire off a playoff alert. And then, and you know, then I was starting to like come up with all these, you know, DJ wins, ROM wins. It just it gets crazy, pretty hectic. But uh, that was some impressive stuff. Um, I spoke again. I'll just drop the. Uh, I spoke with Mackenzie Hughes. So he talked about his final hole and how he didn't. He didn't want to leave himself with that putt that both DJ and Rom had because of how incredibly hard of a two putt that was. And they just rolled them center cup. Both of them um, made it look extremely easy. That was uh, quite a wicked, a, a completely contrasting finish com- uh, compared to TBC Boston. Yeah, center cut is absolutely right. I mean, it just they were dead in the heart both of them. Uh Big Mac Hughes, I like I like him. I like him this week. I like his chances a lot. I know you've been pumping his tires this week. It's uh putting the pressure on him. He likes flying under the radar, but you're putting him into the spotlight. I don't think I have the power to put him in the spotlight, <laughs> but uh I appreciate the sentiment. Let's talk about the schedule a little bit because this is hot off the presses. Uh like an hour ago, uh, yeah, the, P- the PGA Tour announces the full 2020-2021 season, and it is being already dubbed as the Super Season. Eric, it's got 50 tournaments in it, the most since 1975. First of all, what happened in 1975? They played 51 tournaments. That's bonkers. But we've got 50 events starting Next week, that's right, the new season starts next week at the Safeway Open. So before we dive into some of the uh, details of this schedule, 50 events, Pat. this is absolutely wild. We talk about how, you know, the PGA Tour just doesn't like to take weeks off and they're proving it with 50 events. That is, I, I mean, some of them are running at the same time, but 50, 52 weeks in a year. So there's going to be PGA Tour golf almost every weekend for the next, you know, 12 months. It's it's uh yeah, there's no no time off for us. I like I typically like to treat I've only been doing this for a few years now, but this September to no, you know, early I guess right into the new year. So like this four month window is almost the off season. You go they go to Asia, there's a few lesser known events, but I mean US open in two weeks, Masters in November. Um, there's literally no off season. I guess we just had it three months ago or whatever it was, but 
this is this is crazy this is so much golf yeah so there's usually like the three weeks off between the tour championship and then whatever the first event of the season in last year it was Greenbrier. that event no longer exists there actually is a break eric but they've built it in after maya coba which is going to be which is going to end the first week of december and then the tournament of champions so you actually are yeah. going to get your three and a half weeks or so four weeks off uh and i and i guess i wonder if that is they usually to- have this but yeah um i'm wondering where the hero world challenge is is tiger not hosting the boys down in albany i did usually not it's on the schedule that. yeah it is usually on the uh, that, that one that one got axed it's not like an official pga tour event but um, it's usually on the schedule and I just, I just don't see it. So maybe they're, maybe they're not heading to the Bahamas for the hit and giggle. How do you intend to spend your three and a half or four weeks off in, uh, in December? It'll be a little chilly for you up there. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough, <laughs> tough part of the season for us. Um, there's no, you're going to be no travel. That's usually maybe a time I can get away to get South, but, um, you know, all these borders being closed, it's tough. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably just look forward to the next season, enjoy the holidays. But yeah, that's a long time away still. But It is. I, I, that's usually the time of year I make big upgrades to the site, right? Because I don't have to, you know, update the data every single week, do all that. Like that's where I can take three weeks, rebuild a lot of the tools. I'm sure the wife will want to go somewhere over that week. But like that, that is now pushed back to December. So that'll be good. Um, the Asian swing. So... That the CJ Cup and the Zozo have been moved to, and we knew this, this was already announced. CJ Cup to Shadow Creek in Vegas. So we'll be back to back weeks in Vegas. Zozo is going to be played at Sherwood. And then the WGC HSBC, that's canceled. They're not, they're not moving it and they're not having yeah, was, that event. I was a little surprised it was just completely axed. Like, well, I don't know why they wouldn't try to fit it in, but I guess they're making up for it by making a Bermuda Championship, a full FedEx Cup event with the masters invite on the line so maybe we'll see that's only two weeks i guess it's two weeks before the masters so maybe there'll be some names making their way down to bermuda um i don't know if that course that course seemed like pretty chaotic when i, I guess uh, todd won there i don't yeah. remember watching much of it but um you know one of those coastal courses but maybe we get a, a stronger field down in bermuda it's a nice place to visit the start of the 2021 year so tournament of champions sony open that that is essentially the same you know you get the american express farmers waste management it's exactly what you would expect until maybe the florida swing so now uh this year this season it was honda classic api the players in that order now it's going to be arnold palmer invitational the players then the honda and valspar is no longer in the florida swing that is now in May, or I guess that would be, yeah, last week of April, first April week May. of May, Valspar is kind of out on its own now, which is interesting. Yeah, I think, I think we knew, we might have known that because there's like fewer weeks in the year or fewer weekends before the Masters. So they had to, one of those tournaments was going to get bumped behind Augusta. And I guess it, it was going to be the Valspar, but, you know, quick winners and losers from this thing. And I think, uh, you know, Arnold Palmer is getting absolutely pinched because, you go West Coast Swing, Genesis, WGC Mexico, so all the big guys will be there, and then Arnold Palmer, then the players. So I don't know how many guys are going to be playing four weeks in a row. The Honda Classic, no one's going to be at because it's between the players and then the WGC match play. So um, this is the, a bit of an issue that they ran in when they 
uh, ran into when they reshuffled the schedule, I guess, for last year when they wanted to end before September. Um, this Florida swing is just jam-packed. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. And then, and then it's the schedule's kind of what we would expect. You get into, you know, Masters. Where's uh, where's the Canadian Open this year? Oh, St. George's. Okay, so that's where it was going to be. They're in my backyard right now. It's okay, nice. there we go. Um, that'll be in June, and then we'll get a lot of these events that were canceled this year. They're all back. And then, oh by the way, if the Super season wasn't enough, Epat, uh, it's an Olympics year, which is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this Just is throw wild. that little wrinkle in. I don't know, like, I don't know if the Olympics are going to be a thing, but it's really, really hard to predict. But yeah, six majors, 50 events in Olympics, uh, just absolute chaos for the next 50 weeks. Awesome. The show keeps going on. We're just, we're going to be, yeah, it's, it's almost like overwhelming because you want to take a breather, but I mean, there's just no, no time to do it. There's a couple of new, uh, new courses or maybe courses that we don't see uh all the time so caves valley golf club which i know nothing about is going to host never even heard of it yeah Yeah. that'll be the bmw championship of course we're going to see shadow creek but that i mean we saw that for phil versus tiger um houston open will be memorial park golf course which is a downtown course which will be pretty interesting that's like in downtown houston so interesting to see what the flyovers and how that all have to looks. do a little more research here because I don't, I've never heard of that one. And then you mentioned, uh, there's the, the Byron Nelson is going to a place I've never heard of, or they, maybe they're going back to a term, a, a venue that they used to have it at like, like TPC Craig ranch. Is that yeah, what I'm, I'm that is, that is correct. So there's going to be some new, uh, new research that has to be done for, for some of these courses, but it's good. I like to see as much as I love, like, Oh, cool. We're going back to East Lake and like, we're going back to whatever. Yeah. I, I, it is nice to get a handful of, of new courses each year because there's so many great ones. Yeah. It's nice to, it, it adds to, uh, you know, another storyline or I guess like Olympia fields, maybe recency bias, but it is cool to see a, an unfamiliar course and, um, you know, try to figure out what, what is going to be going on that week. Um, Okay. What else about this schedule? Anything else? I mean, it's pretty, it's massive. We're going to be busy. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's not going to be a lot of weeks off, but I'm not sure I'm missing any. I mean, I could talk through, I mean, uh, so the majors, so PGA championship, that's at Kiowa. That's at the ocean course. We knew that us open now in my backyard, Tory pines. That's coming out here, baby. Uh, open us open number two. That's right. That's right. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, open championship is Royal St. George is not to be confused with your, Canadian Open, St. George's. So, yeah, we don't have the royal distinction. Probably quite a different uh, looking <laughs> course, but um, I guess maybe the same St. George. I, I got to do the research on that one. Yeah, we'll have to check out the wiki for that. But uh, anything else I'm missing on this schedule that is noteworthy? No, I can't. Nothing really jumping off the page. Um, uh, we kind of knew what was going to be reshuffled. We just, I guess, the most recent cancellation of the WGC, which. Um, no one really paid attention to anyways. It was kind of a, a forgotten WGC that, that Rory and um, I guess Xander won it a few yeah. years ago. So uh, it, I'm excited for more um, West coast golf with uh, three straight, you know, the two Vegas events and then, and then the one at Sherwood. And that's, that's so much better than any, you know, paying attention to a tournament going on in Asia at that time of the year. We are probably, I, I can't imagine we're going to have, okay. When are we going to have fans? Like, are we going to have fans? Like, what's our first? So, because I, I was going to say the back-to-back weeks in Vegas is awesome. Uh, I went to the Shriners last year. And it was great. There was nobody there. You could walk around. Like, I'd go back this year, and I would love to go to Shadow Creek. 
and, and they're back to back weeks, which is kind of oh, yeah. cool. So like, I, I doubt I will be able to attend because I don't think they're, it, it's going to be open like that. We're only, I don't know, a handful of weeks away from that. But wh- when are we getting fans back? Man, let's, let's, spec- I, let's speculate wildly for a bit. I know the, Ma- well, the masters isn't doing it. So I can't see any tournaments before then doing it. Would that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't see no. why you would need to jam fans in at a, at a Vegas event. I mean, kind of would be a cool party, but um, probably the new year, like, it's it's so hard to speculate. I think that, you know, golf's in the best position to have fans back. They already, I mean, they were planning for fans at like the Memorial, I think. So they have sort of a blueprint that they might want to. Yeah. <laughs> they might, they might know what they want to follow or, you know, guidelines. It's, it's a lot different than going to sit in the stadium you know, with 50,000 people than it is when you can drop, you know, 20 people on every hole and spread it out. But the issue is people – okay, so we, we can get a little bit into this. Uh, like, waste management's the first week of February. They're, they're used to having, what, 200,000 people there? That's, that can't happen. They already, they already announced that they're, uh, they're not doing the big, you know, 16th hole, I guess it is. They're not doing that huge stadium. Um, I don't know if they're going to have fans, but it doesn't sound like they're going to be as many. Near, the, not nearly as many. The other issue is, yes, you can spread fans out, but they – like. They have to abide by it. Like, there's more land out there. But you, you, we walked with Tiger and Rory and whoever else he was playing with at Torrey Pines. Are, are you going to say, no, only 10% of you can follow this group and you have to spread out along the fairway and you have to spread out around the green? Like, I don't know how this even gets instituted. I mean, I, from what I remember the memorial talking about is they're going to have, like, little designated um, standing areas around the greens that only have, like, a capacity. So, like, they're going to rope it off and allow, you know, 30, 40 people to stand around one green and the rest have to be, you know, spread out elsewhere. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, there's, it's going to be a lot more organized. It's not just going to be, you can't just like run around in a herd mentality. It's going to be um, very, very organized with like, you know, you can only walk in certain directions, that type of stuff that I would imagine they're are going to try to implement. When Tiger's ball goes into the gallery and 1,000 people run after it, I would like to see what happens what happens then right like <laughs> yeah that's, that's hard to imagine i don't know I don't, we'll, we'll see that's uh it seems like a long ways away still golf tv to their credit made a lot uh got a lot of impressions this week with some of their content uh most most notably yeah take take a minute to pull this up most notably a i don't know how to describe this a, an artistic rendering of all 30 of the players in the field for this week's tour championship. And the reason it made uh, some waves is because there are guys who look nothing like nothing remotely close to what they look like. And every single face that I looked at uh, got better than the, than the last one. Like this is an unbelievable piece of piece of art. It is art. It is definitely art. Um, The best, one of the, underrated parts is the first one they released it didn't have mark leishman in it it was just 29 guys (laughs) (laughs) i guess mark's performance last week they figured he was he was cut and then and then in the new one they just put him front and center right above the the happiest looking sung jm i've ever seen um if you haven't looked at this picture um either you're not on twitter or you're just you know haven't been on it recently but golf tv yeah this is a a masterpiece i think you mentioned you might print it off and frame it i say that's just yeah that's, I'm, I, might, I might have to copy it there. 
They're just I'm just going to get these printed up and start sending them out to everybody I know. What would be cool is if, I mean, this would probably take you a while, but like if you could get this blown up and signed by all these guys, I think it would be <laughs> hilarious and awesome at the same time. Uh, they wouldn't know which one's theirs. Like, they would be looking for himself for so long. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, they'd be like, wait, I'm not even on here. No, yes, you are. You are right here. You're right here, JT. Uh, it's like some of, them are, some of them are okay, but others are like, yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Webb Simpson's beard is out of control dark. Like he does it. It's, it's wild. Completely black. It's, it's black. It's thick. It's, it, which is not what Webb has at all. I feel like Webb has trouble growing a beard, let alone this thing. And they gave Brendan Todd gray eyebrows. Like, you know how old you have to be to have gray <laughs> eyebrows? Like maybe a little, like, you know, salt and pepper in the side, but. He looks like he might be on the like easily on the seniors. Him and Bernie Longer, um, just some completely unrecognizable faces. But it's yeah, that that was a, a funny you know, that got me through Monday. I, I mentioned this on the first cut pod. This came up a bit, but like I I assume there's more of these. Like I assume whoever the artist was had 35 36 guys ready to put this together for whoever the 30 was going to be. So I want to see. Who I mean, who were the first couple of guys who who missed out? I'd have to pull up the standings. Like Adam Long, Adam yeah. Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you. How dare you mess up Adam Scott? First. Of it would have been like, yeah. Someone said, I think maybe Kyle Porter brought it up, but it would have been like the, uh, you know, that Cristiano Ronaldo sculpture, <laughs> where you just take like someone extremely good looking and then just butcher it with uh, so, <laughs> whatever that was. That's that's what they would do at Adam Scott. Yeah, like so the last five out were Adam Long, Kevin Streelman, Benny Ahn, Patrick Cantlay, Matthew Wolf. Like I bet you those exist somewhere. Like who do I have to contact yeah, I need to, see, to get access I need to, see to these? Cause I'm I sure would say Mackenzie Hughes is one of, the, one of the last guys in. He got maybe one of the best cuts of this, of the whole, uh, the whole drawing. He actually looks – yeah, maybe they made him look a little bit younger, where everyone else is getting these crazy like wrinkles in their face. Okay, so which one's the best one? Which one is the most accurate? I'm trying to just glance through these here. Um, I I think like John Roms is solid. He's made that face definitely before. Where he's clenching <laughs> his teeth. Yeah. Um, there's there's a few that are okay. Like Terrell Hatton, they even gave him like his little nubby tooth, which is yes. hilarious. They couldn't even fill it in with. <laughs> Hatton's is pretty spot on. Hatton was the one that I thought was probably the most accurate. That that looks a lot like him. You cannot mistake him for anybody else. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Tony, I'm just laughing looking at Tony Fino. He got the most ridiculous overbite I've ever seen. That poor guy. Now, do you think like Uh, like, whoever did these? I wonder if they're. I wonder if the players have seen them. I wonder if they're. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Max Homa tweeted it out and said yeah, that was whatever about Webb. He's switching from Christianity to drug smuggling or something. I don't know what he said. But, he does um, look like, yeah, that's undercover stuff going on there. He did amplify that a bit. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, you bring up like the drawing. Like, is the drawer upset that he's like the artist? Is he like, you know, is he quitting being an artist? Or is, is this like a computer program that came up with it? I'm going to hopefully it was like a computer program. Okay, because was it you? Uh, somebody, I don't think it was you. It might have been producer Jacob, Jacob Alex, who I think he found the photo that they used for web so it, it was almost uh, like it might be a program like it might be like yeah, a cartoon or cartoonize yourself program where it takes a photo and it just does this um because it was i'm like gonna go did on. he did he do it for every player i should go through and find every picture and see what they i would take so no long. we only saw we, I, I only saw webs 
Yeah, I only saw. I, I mean, more cow is when he more cow is when he won the PGA. Right. Um, Bryson looks like that's a, a winning putt, a winning face and fist pump. What's uh, what's Jay's what's Sung Jay's from? <laughs> it, oh, man, it could be that could be like Thursday morning round from any <laughs> any event. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, um, good stuff. Yeah, this this thing is that'll be on my wall shortly. Um, tour championship. <laughs> there is forty five million dollars up for grabs. Is it only 40? 45. Five. 45. Yeah. I thought, was, I thought it was 60, but whatever. A lot. 45 over 30 golfers, including 15 million at the top. Oh, this is awkward. So I'm on cbssports.com and there's a video of me playing. I'm going to have to shut that off. Okay. Um, do you know what last place is? Do you know what 30th place pays? 395. Wow. You're a, you're a I, professional. I knew, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. You are a professional. I, 395 for that's what you know that's what arguably Hughes made on that last putt because he could just play yeah. left-handed and still collect that does he get Pretty it nice. if he wds is it uh, like, i think so i think so too it's I like a it's wgc bonus. it's all bonus yeah. remember yeah. when remember this is even more different than like the wgc i don't, I don't know if the w that i don't know if that's been clarified if the wgc guys 100 get it all or not remember when Berger hit a tee shot on the first yeah, hole wd and took his 50 grand yeah, I think I don't know if they've changed it since then. I'm not sure the exact rulings, but uh, this is definitely like that. Do you remember the outrage over that that, that he did I mean, that? If he, what was he hurt or he had like? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if he was he, it was like he had like a ba- his, his back was hurting him, and he just kind of didn't think going through four days of it was worth it. And he hit his first, he piped his first tee shot down the middle, shook his part, shook his opponent's <laughs> hands, grabbed the ball, and walked off. Looked, started looking for his check immediately after he hit that shot. I yeah. mean, whatever that paycheck is, it's easy money. Maybe he gave it right to his caddy. You never know. That's there. You could do some damage with that with a paycheck like that. I'm pretty sure he was shamed into donating it. He donated it eventually, but uh, uh, yeah. So so three ninety five for thirtieth, and it goes up ten fifteen thousand bucks. You know, basically every spot. Then it starts to go up by twenty thirty thousand forty thousand, uh, and fifteen million up top. Second place gets five million. So I mean, this is the the tour championship. Uh, no matter what you think about it, with it being the staggered start, whether that's corny, whether it's awesome, uh, getting into it this year. I mean, it's literally life and career changing for some of these guys. You know, you get, you not only get the payday and a potential bigger payday, but now you're in the tournament of champions, which you normally wouldn't get into because of, of all the events that were canceled. You get the invite to all these other events. I mean, this is a massive deal for, I mean, I think there's like eight first timers in it this year. Like this is a big deal. Huge deal. And like, I mean, a lot of them are probably starting near the bottom. I don't, maybe Harris English, he's probably got a pretty good chance at some really life-changing money. But yeah, for these guys to go and have a chance of finishing like 10th or 8th and collecting another million, which is probably a fraction of um, their their career earnings, I think that's a huge deal. And um, again, this is uh, the only guy I've ever talked to about it is Mackenzie Hughes, who made it in on on the number, but it's like for him, he's, I think his career earnings are 6 million. He's like, this is the biggest gravy train you could, you could get on um, for the, finishing the top 30. He said that like going, even getting into Maui, which is like one of the best tournaments of the year. That just like such a cool spot to be um, that putt meant so much for him, but like the WGCs, the majors, these are free, free points, free world ranking points. 
um, these can like set you up for a long, a long haul. And um, someone who's lingering around like the top 50 in the world to get, to get inside that top 50, to be able to, you know, qualify for a lot of the majors continuously. That's just like such a huge barrier to break. And these are the tournaments that you need to play in to get there. So um, big week for a lot of those, yeah, for a lot of those underdog, you know, guys right on the fringe. Lonto Griffin, I believe his career earnings are like $4 million. He's going to start at two under par, so he's going to be in a tie for 16th. So he's like two shots back of the T6 guys. So you're talking about making up two shots to potentially finish, I mean, if he finishes sixth, $1.9 million, half of his career earnings in one week. Like, yeah. Bigger than a, it's so much cash. So much cash. That's more than that's more than like most other other than the majors. That's more than winning like every other tournament on on the schedule. And yeah. you got to finish sixth. Yeah. What Victor Hovland got? Victor Hovland got I think five hundred thousand for winning Puerto Rico Open. He finishes twentieth this week. He gets five hundred thousand. Twentieth in a thirty man field. Nice cash grab. These guys are are, uh, are planning. I love um, it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what it is though. It's all about the money. The, the tournament's all about money now. There's nothing really more to it. They're trying to like they they're trying to make it a huge deal because of the money and that is what it is. There's no more there's no more prestigious tour championship anymore. It's just a race for fifteen million. Yeah. Um, okay. For this week, and we were kind of shooting back and forth like salary ownership stuff in terms of fantasy aspects of this week because it's very different. Uh, I believe it was Ches Reevy who won everybody all the money last year because he went from like. 22nd to eighth or something like that. Like those are the guys you're looking for. Not necessarily like um, Mackenzie Hughes at 400 or 500 to one to actually win the golf tournament. Like he's not going to make up 10 shots, but can he make up six, seven? If he does that, he makes everybody all the money. Yeah. Who like, I mean, I was looking at the leaderboard last year and I think, uh, I guess it was Chez. Chez started at 25, so he would have been at one under, and then no one from 26 to 30 made that much noise. Um, it was a lot of guys in like the 12, 13, 15 range that actually like crept up into the top into the top 10 of the tournament. I'm not sure. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the second year because last year I think it worked out as perfectly as it could with you know Rory running away in both the the yes. stro- like both the FedEx Cup and the 72 hole total. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who actually, if there's a difference between like the winner of the 72 hole stroke play portion and then a, a winner of the, the FedEx cup, because the world rankings, they actually, they don't care about the start, starting stroke. So they're, they're focused on the, uh, the aggregate 72 hole score. So hopefully, hopefully we get a little bit of chaos this, this year. Yeah. Rory kind of saved everybody in year one of this by, by just eliminating like who cared about the starting strokes. He won, he won both of it, which was nice. It it eliminated a lot of, because it's going to happen one of these years and it might be this year. Yeah. Like DJ is going to win, but Webb Simpson's going to shoot like, you know, the lowest score of the week by, by a couple of shots and he's not going to win the golf tournament. So it's going to be like, you know, we're going to have that conversation eventually on a Monday or a Tuesday after after the tour championship, but Rory saved everybody last year. I, I, I'm wondering if that would bother like a lot of golfers, like to know they shot the low 72 hole score. I mean, it depends on where they're starting, but like whoever shoots that low 72 hole score is going to have a fantastic week regardless, but they might only go home with 3 million and not the 15 or, and then they might, won't be credited with a real win. It's just a, an interesting scenario that I hope, I hope it plays out this week for a little bit of variation from last year. <laughs> um, Last year, Justin Thomas's two-shot lead 
was gone almost immediately. Uh, Xander made up six shots in round one and tied JT. Uh, Brooks made up three shots in round one, and those three, JT, Brooks, and Xander, were the 18-hole leaders. So, I mean, there is going to be plenty of movement. So, like, when you look at the betting odds for Dustin Johnson, who I think he's plus 188 to win this golf tournament, when you look at his price on DraftKings, $15,200, seems a lot. Seems like a lot. Seems like short Maybe. odds for a guy who now he's been the he's been the best player in the world for a month. But like, I hope it's not because of the two shots, right? It's just because he's like I don't I don't care about the two shots, honestly. I wonder what JT's odds were because like this leaderboard theoretically could be one that looks like you could have this after any tournament after like two rounds. And I don't know if DJ would be like plus 200 after maybe he would be around 200, but like there's four rounds to make up these strokes on him. So it's yeah. One nine holes that that lead could be completely gone. So it's, yeah, it's not something I'm going to go, you know, take DJ in the, in a scenario like this because of how quickly it can turn, but he is, you know, the best player in the world right now, I would say. So um, it's going to be hard for him. And like JT, I think last year, JT was getting in his head a lot and he talked about like how it, mm-hmm. weird it was to start with the lead. And DJ doesn't really come across as a guy who gets his, in his own head. He probably doesn't even know he's starting at 10 under. Like he's probably just going out and trying to shoot his lowest score. Like he always is. He's not going to really play defensive. Like JT maybe said he was last year. So yeah, we'll see how DJ handles it. I'm sure he'll be, uh, if there is anyone who can front, you know, start with a lead like this and not worry about it, it's probably him. I certainly agree with that. Okay, so Epat, give me, I don't know how we do this, like your pick to win. I mean, I guess you get to factor in the starting strokes in this. Who, who do you think wins this bad boy? I, I do think uh, someone's going to come from a little behind, and I think it's probably a popular pick at this point, but I'm going with uh, Webb Simpson for yes. four shots back. Um, I mean, we talked about this last week, how taking that taking last week off was a bit of a, interesting decision but he didn't he dropped one spot i think so yep. it could have been a lot worse uh six under well rested all these guys just pretty much coming off of a u.s open style uh, uh challenge um they'll be some of them will be extremely exhausted some of them maybe not as much but um i think webb should be pretty fresh four shots that's he could shoot 65 tomorrow and be in the lead so uh, i like webb i think he's like 12 to 1 to win both he's, he's very similar in both markets so um someone i'm uh, very interested in, and I think he'll do pretty well. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that him sitting out last week, he got like the best outcome he could have, which is only drop one shot. Because I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he could have lost three shots, and he could be starting this uh, four under. And that's starting yeah. to get into the range where you're like, Ugh, I don't know, man, he's got a lot of work to do. Um, only losing one shot. And one of the guys ahead of him, Justin Thomas, like, I mean, I know he can flip the switch at any point, but like he hasn't played well in the playoffs. He's, he's, he's struggled a bit. He's got to figure it out. And you're the only guy in the field who took last week off. And if you felt the need to take last week off, you think it's important. So I think this worked out like great for him. I, I, I love And like that. after watching that, he's probably like even more energized knowing what those guys just dealt with. And he's someone was getting into it on me with on Twitter, like saying how last week was a confidence builder. And I really don't see how, unless you're JT or Rom or sorry, DJ and Rom, you're not, you're probably not feeling too comfortable about your game after what happened last week. Cause there are so many 
big numbers out there and a lot of bad scores. So I think Webb's in a, in a good spot to, to make up that ground. Well, we just, hear, we just hear all the time from players what, what a week like that can take out of you. Like, we hear that all the time. So I, I don't... It's like I, the mental exhaustion of knowing you got to go grind for another 18 holes or every shot could be like the difference between a, a par and a triple bogey. It just it seems very yeah, draining and uh, not having to deal with that. It's probably worth a shot in itself. So I, I would say Webb didn't even really lose much ground. I love it. Um, I almost forgot to talk about this, but we have to talk about this. Uh, Tiger Woods and Upper Deck have partnered uh, to release a bunch of unbelievable Tiger Woods memorabilia that a portion of the proceeds are going to the TGR Foundation. And I just started flipping through the catalog yesterday, and there is some phenomenal stuff. So, I mean, there are there's, there, there is like a beautiful piece of him at the Tour Championship with all the fans behind him. That's limited to 80 pieces. He signed each one of those. Uh, but there are some th- there's some things I've never seen before. There is a three foot autograph, which is like the biggest autograph I've ever seen any professional athlete make. There's like a three foot autograph. That's 2000 bucks. But EPAT there tiger opened up his closet for this because there are one of a kind items that he wore at the masters, for example, that are for sale here, or I guess they've been sold at this point, but like we're up for sale. Yeah. When you tweeted this out, I went to start, looking obviously some of it most of it's out of my price range but like to get a tiger woods autograph at this this point in point in time like if you it's one it's extremely rare and uh two like it's going to be a minimum thousand bucks like any card any like upper deck card or his autograph in general is just a thousand dollars but to get like one of these you know giant printouts limited to like 80 or 100 runs is uh is actually a kind of a cool opportunity um i don't think i'll be buying like the the stanford uh football helmet that's signed that seems like a bit of a weird collaboration but like that one you were talking about that three foot signature it looks like yeah that he like he was taking full full yeah. strokes with the arm on that one that's a it's a bit of a workout but uh, some nice pieces in here that, that i pointed out the hat when he when he uh got, <laughs> yeah I tackled by the security guard in round two of the masters that is up for sale for $25,000. So that's a little steep, but uh, kind of a cool thing to have. There's a couple things about this. First of all, tiger has one of the most beautiful autographs ever. Like, it, it is such an aesthetically pleasing autograph, which goes a long way here. It is, it is like perfectly level. It, I mean, I don't even know how he does this. It's, it's an unbelievable autograph. And a lot of these have inscriptions, which Tiger rarely, if ever, does. So, like, the, the shirt that he wore in round three of the Masters in 2019 that he won, that pinkish, like, mock turtleneck thing, yeah. uh, that's inscribed, which is insane. It's autographed, it's inscribed, it's, it's tournament-worn. 50 Gs, and it's, it's already been sold. I, Epat, I, I, think that's a, I honestly think that's a deal. Like, like I, I, mean, I don't like it is it's crazy to say but it is it's definitely a piece of history like you're not just buying the autograph that's like an actual that's a good buy for whoever got it whoever can afford that type of money but there's yeah. one of one for when I, you won the masters I, I don't have the 50k to buy this thing but like if i like if you look at what sports memorabilia costs and how much some baseball cards go for and how much some michael jordan stuff goes for you're talking about a literally one of one that was worn during a historic event like tiger transcends sport like I, i'm shocked it was only 50 grand 
Like he, they could have, yeah. they could have auctioned all this stuff off and got way more. It, that's you're definitely right there. I think because I'm looking at one that jumped out to me. It was, uh, you know, when he has his hands up, raised at the Tour Championship, his first wins in five years. Yeah, like one of the when the crowds like rushing up behind him. It's like it's a eleven hundred dollars for that sign, limited to a hundred, which is. As soon as you put a limit to it, I think that's ups the value right then. I'm, I mean, if I didn't have like a wedding to pay for and a future <laughs> house coming, I think I it would be something I'd be opening the wallet for. But I'd love. I mean, we could talk, talk about sports memorabilia for a while. I used to I used to work in like a sports memorabilia shop with autograph cards and all that you know that type of stuff a few years ago. So this is like right up my my alley. Like oh, I'm constantly hawking eBay for cards of uh, you know like Justin Thomas. I think is one of the more um, you know, not rare, but like, uh, expected to increase in value. I would say on the PGA tour, there's not a lot of golf autographs out there. Tiger stuff's expensive. Rory stuff's expensive, but like the JT stuff you can get for like under hundred bucks. So it's not wow. a bad spot to be in. That's, there's just like no, like the card industry's booming right now. And, yeah. um, golf is one sport that doesn't have much or at anything at all. Uh, so yeah, whatever you can find, few and far between. You can get like Rory Sabatini autographs for like ninety nine cents. Get like a Slovakian legend. There's there's some good some good stuff uh, if you if you just quick quickly search on eBay um, golf autographs. But yeah. yeah, and like the Tiger stuff, like this stuff only goes up in value, right? Like I mean, uh, even if there was like another scandal, like like I don't I don't even know what I don't even know what could hurt the value of this stuff. Like if you were buying it as a collector, like it's unbelievable. Uh, there is- I I want to know. I was, before we move ahead, it would be interesting to go back and look at like what was being sold around like 2014, 2015 for Tiger stuff because that would definitely be the low point, I would think. Yeah, uh, there's was, like, also off the planet. there's also an it's called the Icon, which is a triple autograph of Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, that is twenty five thousand. That that's not really my thing, but like it's cool. It's limited to a hundred. I like, I like the other, I'd spend, if I had $25,000 to spend, I'd either get that hat that you were talking about, uh, or maybe like the shoes that he wore. But like, I, I respect that. It's cool that it has Jordan and Gretzky. Yeah, that's a nice shoe. And there's one with, did I see one with like Muhammad Ali? Uh, maybe no. I mistaken, but I don't think so. That I seems like I don't something, know. Uh, but yeah, the Michael Jordan one and Wayne Gretzky that's pretty sweet that hits home for me being a big hockey guy all right here's here's this is the last thing we can we will need another episode of like tiger memorabilia or whatever go shopping yeah the okay so you can get for uh $1,750 uh individually numbered signed tiger woods golf shoes okay white and green golf shoes now i will tell you from the wgc fedex st jude auction that they ran Matthew Wolf's shoes went for more than this. Ricky Fowler's went for more than this. Bryson DeChambeau's went for like two times this. Like that is a steal. Like I'm not open. I don't need to spend $1,750 for Tiger's shoes, but like that is a steal to me. Like I'm shocked at the prices here. Yeah. It, so you're, you were in those auctions and you know, you knew what those went for, but yeah, I'm seeing them now 20 number to 25 by tiger sign Tiger's pretty sick looking shoes with the green, green Nike check mark on them. Um, I mean, 1700 bucks. That's <laughs> if, if I was in the business or if I had the money of like, you know, filling out like a, a bar or some sort of like really, really sweet man cave. Um, these would be some things I would be looking at. 
Oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to. We gotta hit one of these. We just gotta hit one of these DK, you know, big big contests. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'm, I I don't know how I would justify to the misses. Like I just spent fifty grand on Tiger's shirt from round three of the twenty nineteen Masters. <laughs> I would try though. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta. That that would be front and center on my wall, right above the fireplace. <laughs> I mean, maybe not above the fireplace to get like smoke damage. Somewhere nice. Somewhere nice. Somewhere nice. I absolutely love it. Eric, what is going on at the score this week? I I, I spoke with Mackenzie Hughes. Did I bring this up? <laughs> yeah, I do, but tell us more about it. Yeah, just a quick interview with him, just talking about like going what, what it was like going and playing that final hole, knowing what was on the line. Um thought it was a he was going through a roller coaster of, of emotions and I thought it was a cool way to, you know, kind of not cap his season, but he's had an, a roller coaster season, so it was uh it was a nice way to finish it there. So that, that story's up. And then we got to just all look ahead and stuff for the tour championship. Um, and next week I'll be doing P, uh, the power rankings for the player of the year, which that race has begun, has gotten really tight over the last few weeks. Yeah. A few weeks ago, it was probably between more coward JT and now Rom's entered the fold and DJ's maybe the front runner. So it's a uh, interesting, uh, it's a lot different than last year's player of the year race. So I, I, I I'm assuming whoever wins the FedEx cup, it's probably going to win that that award. I think that's fair. We'll talk all about it. You can check out Eric's work at the score. You can find him on Twitter at EPAC off. You can find me on Twitter at Rick run. Good. Eric. Thanks so much, buddy. This has been 300 yards to unknown and we'll catch you next time.